your weekly accountability podcast with me, Alexis McCluskey, where we are more about implementation over absorbing information. Every week, I'll be in your ear to give you a kick in the ass you need to show up and identify what is out of your comfort zone. Here, we don't throw pity parties. We are in it for the long game and find the balance between grace and discipline. What makes this podcast different is after each episode, I'll share a post on my Instagram at the tough love coach with a question or challenge of the week for you to comment for accountability. And on Friday, I'll share a check in to see if you actually implemented what you learned because being inspired by a podcast is cute, but action is hotter. Totally optional, highly recommended. It's free accountability. I'm here to redefine what you see as tough love. So put on those big girl and boy panties and let's get real bitches. XOXO, your tough love coach. Oh my God. Welcome to March. It is already March. How is that possible? I feel like it was New Year's not that long ago, but I'm pretty sure I said the same thing at the beginning of February. So I just make myself sound old, but we're here. I have been waiting to share a little bit of a story episode. I shared that episode one, uh, and I promised that I would share a little bit more about my story. Uh, so I figured it was time in this podcast. We're at episode 14 to share a little bit more about me. And for those of you who have been following me for the past 12 years in some capacity, whether it was like Tumblr days, which is crazy, uh, you've probably heard my story or watched me go through it. If you've listened to me on a, you know, somebody else's podcast, I've talked about my story a lot. And so I want to share a little bit, uh, about that for people who, maybe are new to following my page. Maybe you somehow stumbled across this podcast because somebody shared it and you haven't heard my story before. So I want to, I want to share a little, little bit about me. And the reason why I'm kind of pairing this episode um, by saying, you know, the, the title of it is changing your mind is good. It's a good thing. Plus my stories, because these two things go hand in hand. My story has been filled with so many changes. And in these instances in my life, I have actively chose to either back out on a decision or realize something wasn't for me or changed my mind. And I know that for a lot of people, changing your mind is something that's really scary. So I kind of want to share a little bit of perspective for you to see if, again, if you're new or even following me forever, see how much I have changed my mind and changed things. And it's not as scary as you think. I actually think it's the opposite of scary. I think it's a good thing. Something about 40% of my clients have in common is overthinking analysis paralysis, and worrying that changing their mind if they start something is a bad thing. So the following limiting beliefs creep in for them, like what if people think I'm a flake? I never follow through on things. People will think I can't stick to something. What if I never stick to anything? Well, I want to share, like I said, my story and my journey what has brought me here and why changing my mind dozens of times has been the best thing I've ever done multiple times. And we're going to come back to this piece of changing your mind, but I think it's really important for you to understand my story and hear these different uh, scenarios and things that I've been through just to help with the perspective. So let's get into this. So I'm not going to like bring you back to like my childhood days because I'm sure I changed my mind a bunch then. I was a crazy kid, always asked why, always wanting to be in front of the camera, just like a, a nut job. And so we don't need to go into that. I'm sure that was the case. But so I where I want to start is um, in, in college. So I went to school to be high school history teacher. I thought, I thought it was what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a teacher from as far back as I can remember. Uh, I got inspired by like my history teachers. They were always like, I'm curious what, what teachers really inspired you? Cause every time I talk to people about this, it's always history teachers. And I'm not saying like math teachers suck or English teachers suck, but from my experience, people love history teachers and that's what I wanted to do. So I went to school to be a high school history teacher and about 
four to six months before I graduated, I realized that it wasn't what I want to do. I did my student teaching. I did student teaching in inner city schools in Philly. I did Catholic schools, charter schools, um, private schools. I did all the different things and none of them I like enjoyed. Uh, there, it was just, there, there was a lot of reasons why, but essentially I realized that it wasn't for me after spending a lot of times with the kids. I, I'm not a kid person. If you know me, you know that I have no desire to have children. And so I thought that maybe engaging with kids at work would be different. Nope. Still not for me. There's nothing wrong with your kid. I just don't like them. So, <laughs> so I ended up changing my mind after spending four years getting a degree. That was really hard, especially because my school was not cheap. I went to a private college. It was like, I don't know, $40,000, $50,000 a year. And so I, uh, I changed my mind. So that was like my first big decision. And so after that, about 12 days after I was graduating, I decided to leave the East coast for the West coast with a guy I'd been dating. And I was adamant that he was the one. Now, if you've ever been in an abusive relationship, physically, mentally, whatever, uh, you know that no matter what anybody says, no one can help you see it until you see it yourself. So it was an emotionally abusive relationship and I never saw it. I fought my parents on it. They literally did an intervention with me like twice, like essentially ganging up on me being like, Hey, this guy's a piece of shit. Do not leave and go across the country 2,200 miles away, knowing no one. And I was like, fuck you guys. I'm doing it. Cause I knew, you know, I was 21 years old. I knew what was best. Right. So um, it was a really rough relationship. I won't get too much into the details, but very emotionally abusive, very controlling, needed to know all the passwords to my phone, wasn't allowed to hang out with certain people, needed to let them know wherever I went. Um, and the fights were awful. Um, I think we had a, a bunch of fights, but I think the one turning point for me was we were driving around. Cause we, I was, if you don't know this other piece of my story, um, when we went to, I, I flew from Philly to Washington because that's where he lived. And we got bought a car off of Craigslist for like $400. And we were going to drive down the coast and have this amazing like Gold Coast uh, road trip. And then we were going to like get to LA and we were going to move into this house with other people. And it, it was going to be like the best experience of my life. Wouldn't you know it? Obviously you would if you knew him as a person, but we get to LA and this house that he said existed did not exist. Um, he, I said, I think he essentially wanted to like trick me to just come with him. And then we were going to figure it out. But this was new for me. I had like stayed in my home state of Delaware and like Pennsylvania all my life. I never really like had gone anywhere. And so when we got there and I realized we didn't have a place to stay, we ended up being homeless. And I broke down the first night realizing like, oh my God, I'm going to be sleeping out of a car. And it went on for weeks and months. And so I was homeless, sleeping out of a car, um, showering on the Santa Monica beach in my bathing suit, living off of boxes of Cheerios, getting like kicked out by the cops, sleeping in our car in Target parking lots, waking up in the morning and going to like, I would have my purse. I'd have like a toothbrush and toothpaste in there. And I would like wait till like Target or um, one of the grocery stores open. I would sneak into the bathroom and like cross my fingers and pray that no one would walk into the bathroom and see me brushing my teeth. Because then I was like, oh my God, they were good. They would, they would know I'm homeless. So that was that experience. And so went through that for a while. And there was this one last fight where we were in the car driving around and I, I guess, said things that he didn't like. And so he literally kicked me out of the car. It was like, get the hell out and just left me on the side of the road. Not no, I didn't know where I was. I didn't have any of my things. I think I had my phone and that was it. Um, and then ended up picking me up later 
on in the night. It was like hours later. Like it was daytime when he, when he kicked me out and like nighttime when he picked me up and then he ended up picking me up at like a coffee shop somewhere. Um, when my attitude was better. So I went through that entire experience and then getting out of that experience, I had to admit, I admit hardcore that I was wrong about this person. Not only did I like want to stay in this relationship, but I really, really became a shell of a person. I, I became a liar. I became a manipulator just like him and would like do awful things to the people that cared about me just to make them like believe that this was a good relationship to try to trick them. So I had to admit I was wrong. I had to eat my words. So another thing, when we were in LA, I thought I was going to be an actress, just like everybody in LA. And so I went on auditions and I signed up with this company and I was in like rent, like nothing where I was like a main part. I was like all like background shit. Um, but I wanted to be an actress that of course fell through. I think we all know, you know, where that, where that went. Um, so never, uh, ended up being an actress. Also, then I thought I wanted to be a bartender because I was like, oh, bartenders make a lot of money. And I literally went to bartending school for months. <laughs> I graduated bartending school, did that for a bit and realized it was too overwhelming for me. It was not a good fit. So another thing that did not fit for me. So then once I, in February of 2020 or 2020, in February of uh, 2013, I believe I was diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome for anybody who doesn't know. Um, and it, it just affects, it causes like weight gain, hair loss, hair growth in places you don't want, hormonal issues. It can cause infertility. Um, but it was the first time in my life that I was like having a lot of health problems and I had never been sick before. And so I started, it was kind of a wake up call for me because also on top of that, with the, with the relationship I was in, with everything I was going through, with being away from home and not having any friends, I developed two eating disorders. I had, um, bulimia and binge eating disorder for, for, close to two years. Um, and so all of these things were going on. I was highly stressed. I just got diagnosed with PCOS. I just got out of a really abusive relationship and was not the same person. I was just shell of a person. And so I started, I, I realized I needed to take care of myself. I was over the pity parties, over the victim mentality. I was like, listen, I need to get this shit together. Uh, and so I started sharing for accountability on Instagram, like my food, um, and just like me trying to better myself. And so I started out kind of as like a vegan recipe page. That was my thing at first. I was like, I'm going to become vegan. And so my Instagram name was literally mint chocolate vegan. And then, so I started sharing those recipes. Then I realized vegan actually didn't do that well for me. Having PCOS it caused, caused more issues than it helped. So then I decided to change to paleo and I became mint chocolate paleo, literally changed my Instagram name. Um, and then realized that that was too much of a label. I still eat pretty paleo, but like in no way, shape or form, do I consider myself paleo? Cause I just, I eat mainly that, but I like find a balance. But anyway, um, so I, I, I realized that was too much of a, a label. I was kind of becoming more orthorexic. If you don't know what that is, that's just kind of an obsession with healthiness. And so I tried to balance that out. I started going to the gym. So I started to share about fitness in the gym. So first my Instagram page was a vegan recipe page. Then it was a paleo recipe page, which couldn't be more opposite. Then I started sharing more about the fitness and gym. Um, and all of that was change after change after change. I changed my mind. I'm not a vegan anymore. I'm not paleo anymore. Now I'm going to talk about fitness in the gym. So after that, I got into network marketing for anybody who followed me for a while, you know, that I did beach body for about eight years and I really loved it. I know a lot of people have negative things to say about network marketing. And even though I don't do it anymore, um, I still, 
uh, think that it's a great way for people who are interested in entrepreneurship to kind of get like a taste of things. It's just, you want to be um, curious about the company that you're working with and the team that you're joining, but that's neither here nor there. But I got into network marketing and I really liked it. It really changed my life. It gave me so many opportunities. I met a lot of amazing people um, and I wouldn't take that back for the world, but um, and we'll come back, come back to this. So I did network marketing for eight years, but I kind of want to talk about some of the things that happened in between that. So once getting into that, I realized like, Ooh, uh, and this is the entrepreneur, uh, or the ADHD entrepreneur brain. I was like, wait, I actually really like working for myself and not working for other people. This is awesome. So I wanted to expand on that. So I decided to go to IIN was the Institute for Integrative Nutrition to become a holistic health coach. So I got my certification in that. Absolutely love that. And I started coaching people one-on-one probably right in around like 2013, 2014. Um, and so I'd always been doing network marketing, but I also was coaching people one-on-one, like kind of behind the scenes. And so I thought I was going to be involved in nutrition and health forever. Um, but then I started to get really into mindset and, and like personal growth. I, I read so many personal development books. I like changed my life so much. It still blows my mind to the person that I was. And it was through working on my mindset, getting past the victim mentality, working through personal growth. So I started liking to share more about that on my Instagram and coaching people more on that. I like liked health, but I was like, man, I really would prefer to help people with why they're struggling with nutrition, not just the nutrition itself. And so that why question is really what got me to where I am today and kind of the the things I coach people with on now. Uh, But that's, that's what, where I started to go. So again, you can kind of see this projection or this not projection. You can kind of see this uh, timeline that my Instagram has been on again, especially if you follow me for, for, for forever. And if you followed me back when I had Tumblr, um, which was 20 or yeah, 2010, 2011, uh, I was sharing like the most random shit there. So I've just, in terms of showing up on social media, I've been here for a while and I have just changed my mind about what I want to share a million times. I think I even started sharing about nutrition on Tumblr versus Instagram, but anyway. So I, during this time when I was going through this shitty relationship, then got out of it, I was living in LA for most of the time. Then, uh, I eventually moved back home for a short time period. My sister decided that she wanted to go to FITM, which is the fashion Institute in LA. So we decided to move back to LA. And so we moved there. And after like, I think it was like five or six months, she got, um, like homesick, I got into a relationship with my now husband and it was long distance. And there were so many other factors. We were just like, let's move back. And so that was me changing my mind. Then at some point I started a YouTube channel um, and posted on that for a a little bit. I I really liked it and enjoyed it. Bought a camera. I did all of that. And then um, I decided, or it wasn't really a decision, but I just kind of slowly stopped posting about it. So it just died off. So moved to LA, decided to move back six months later. And, and, and mind you, if you're listening to this and you're worrying about changing your mind and you are someone who doesn't post on social media and you're worried about it, like you're valid and feeling that way as well. But, but I was on social media every day sharing and posting. So it wasn't like I was just going through this stuff on my own. I was sharing the entire experience. So everybody was seeing me change my mind constantly. Uh, I, you know, started the YouTube channel that died off. And then I, within all of this process, I was, you know, still growing my network marketing business. And I realized that I was really successful at at doing this. I grew it to six figures and I wanted to help other people do the same because I felt what it felt like to have freedom. Like for me, freedom is the biggest thing I love, like for myself and helping clients with time, freedom, um, financial freedom, energy, freedom, boundaries, like all of it. 
I think is like what I want to chase after the most. I want to be able to do what I want when I want. And that is so the manifester in me with human design, but I want to be able to do what I want when I want. And so uh, I wanted to help other people do that or I wanted to help other people do that. So I wanted to start coaching people with business as well. I was never going to throw out the mindset side of it because that's so important. Even now, you know, considering myself more of a business coach, I'm always he- way heavier on like the mindset side of things over like strategy and systems. We always talk about strategy and systems, but if you can have the a million dollar strategy, but if your mindset isn't right consciously or unconsciously, you're always going to hold yourself back. But anyway, I digress. So during this process, as I was getting more into my own thing, I realized that network marketing wasn't for me anymore. And I had to make the very hard, I think one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make in my life up to this point of me being 32 years old, um, was deciding to step away from my team because I, and I started to step away as a leader of this team that I had been involved with in like 150 different ways. Not only had it changed my life, but it was just something that like I I was so intertwined with and I'd been doing it for eight years. And so to step away from it was one of the hardest decisions I had to make one for my own sake, because I really did love it. But two, feeling like I was letting my team down. This was the biggest fear of mine and something I had to work with my mentor really, really hard on because the fear of, of seeing people change my, or having people see me change my mind because I had been one of those people that had judged people who had left before without really knowing what it felt like. Um, if you've ever been in network marketing, you've either seen people leave and you're still in it or you've left, like you don't really know what that feeling is like when you realize something just isn't for you anymore. And then feeling like, you know, you're caring about what other people think, but at the end of the day, you're listening, what that's, what's best for you, but we're going to get into that. And side note, if anyone, anyone is interested in the idea of how to go from net, doing network marketing to your own thing, I've been thinking about making like a masterclass on this, um, like maybe like a one or two day or three day thing, just to kind of see if and there's any interest. Cause I remember when I was going through it, I like, didn't know how to do it. I was like, how do I break these ties? How do I start my own thing? Do I create a new Instagram? Do I not? I didn't really know how to make that separation. And I know other people are going through that as well. And so this isn't encouraging you to leave network marketing. If you love it. Awesome. But if you've already been on the fence and you're trying to figure out how to do your own thing, like, let me know, shoot me a DM at the tough love coach on Instagram. Um, uh, shoot me an email, Alexis, tough love coach at gmail.com, whatever. I would love to hear from you if that's something that you might be interested in. So, and then everything, cause that was when I left network marketing, that was back in like, I had thought about leaving like literally all the way back in 2017. And then it got, just got that, that, uh, unavoidable desire in my soul. That voice that was telling me you need to step away just kept growing bigger and bigger. And so it was like about 2019, um, that I started to like slowly pull myself away. But I think it was like officially in 2020, 2021 when I actually stepped away from it, but I had, I'd been stepping away from it for a bit. So everything from then on has been more growth, more change and evolving my business into what it is today. And I will continue to evolve and give myself the space and permission to change my mind. So to close this up, let's get back to changing your mind. What if instead of thinking that changing your mind means I never follow through, we change that perspective to something like I always listen to my heart, trust the process. And I'm willing to, uh, I'm willing to change to grow. What if that was our perspective? Because we can look at anything as negative if we allow ourselves to, but instead of saying, oh, every time I change my mind, that means I don't follow through. What if you said, every time I change my mind, I'm listening to my heart. I'm listening to my intuition. What if we thought about it that way? 
because that's what I did. You can hear how many fucking times I changed my mind, did something different, decided to like go towards fear head on and do it anyway, because I listened to myself. I could have stayed in so many, I could have stayed being a teacher. I could have stayed in network marketing. I could have stayed doing a vegan recipe page all because I was afraid. What if I change my mind and people don't follow me? What if I change my mind and people don't like it? What if I change my mind and people think I'm a flake? Who fucking cares? Because at the end of the day, I'm the one that has to live 24 hours all the day, all day, all, you know, the, the, Every single moment of my life for the rest of my life, I have to live and experience everything on my own. No matter if it's a family friend, like we only spend so much time with these people. And so I refuse to allow the thought of like what someone's going to think of me if I change my mind to stop me. And it's crazy to me because like I mentioned before, I still get people that message me saying that they've loved watching me grow and followed me from the very beginning, like back in my Tumblr days. And it's so crazy. This is just proof that people are watching you grow because while I was scripting this episode, which was just like about a few hours before I'm recording it right now, I checked Instagram once I was done and I literally got a message, a comment, you can go check out the post, but like, I literally got a, a comment from someone saying this exact thing. I copied their, their comment. Cause I wanted to read it word for word. They said, then this was so random. This was like out of nowhere. This is just the universe being like, this is a great a podcast episode. She said, this is probably cringe on my end, but I remember you from the Tumblr days. Uh, every once in a while you come up on my feed and it's just so awesome to see your wonderful life unfold through good and bad. You're killing it. Like, come on. How insane is that, that this is what this episode is kind of like about. And it's just proof. And I say this with my clients a lot. The reason why you want to share the good and the bad and the changing your mind and everything in between. So your capacity, right? You don't have to share it if you're not sharing, but is because the same reason we love makeover shows, queer eye for the street guy, home makeover shows. We don't fast forward to the end to see the end product. I mean, we could, but it doesn't feel as good if we don't see it, see the process. We don't see it from the beginning. That's what makes it so good. So remember that there are going to be some people that may even think changing your mind is bad. But that is just a projection from them onto you, from their own trauma and experience, from someone in their life that they've seen or heard say that changing your mind is bad or that you're a flake. And even if they do see changing your mind as bad, I bet they will eventually at some point be in your shoes and realize, oh, I get it now. You never fully understand until you are put in the position of changing your mind. And then you realize changing your mind is the accumulation of two things. Two things that we typically applaud outside of this, mind you, two things. One, listening to yourself and trusting your intuition. Number two, growth. That is what changing your mind is. It is not you being a flake. It is not you not following through. Of course, we want to be more consistent with our follow through, but there's going to be times where we don't follow through and that's okay. So those two things are, are what we typically applaud. Remind yourself that that's what changing your mind is. So next time you worry about changing your mind, remember, fuck that and change your mind all you want. Okay. All right. So let's get into this week's TLAT. So I want to know, I want to create some conversation. I know that Instagram is being a little fussy. Um, and so when I post these, um, these TLATs, sometimes they literally like don't go anywhere. And I'm like, I just want people to see them. So make sure you go search for that. So you can share, you don't have to do it, but this is the extra level of accountability. So question of this week is what is something you changed your mind on that changed your life? You can share the full story. You can share a bit of it. Doesn't matter. I just want to know what that is. Okay. I love you. I hope you had an amazing rest of your week. Peace out. Sending you mad love. XOXO, your top love coach. 
Thank you so much for listening to the XOXO, your tough love coach podcast. I appreciate you more than you know. If you loved hanging with me, I'd love for you to share the podcast to your social media or send it to a friend who might need a tough love pep talk. Also, if you need accountability and a community that gets you, I'd love to have you a part of my tough love collective. This is a year open membership to vibe with me, get bi-weekly group calls to get support and ask questions, as well as free access to everything I offer throughout the year, including masterclasses and events. Visit my website at alexisrm.com or DM me on Instagram at the tough love coach to learn more. See you next week.